ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Snitch. I'm in the room at the Ritz. I 
sword and you sense just for the flick of the wrist get your neck giving a miss me and my skip away with them and grin every day's golden when you only win bullying bastards and beating on beats sounds like a day at the beach preach i keep the middle school step on your feet before you can speak you think I'm me, you think I'm lying, you right, see my teeth. Don't be a bore when I'm wrong if I move. Hunt this no fun when your prey doesn't move. I put a gun to a bunny like truth. Say something funny, your bunny go boom. You got a baby Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's your boy Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles, yeah. the super producer here in the house yeah. tonight, y'all. Don't forget, y'all, log on to Spreaker.com and search for our homepage. And when you get there, just click on the yellow follow button so that when we do these shows live, you'll get these email notifications of when we go on live. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Instagram, and you can follow us on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. If you got any questions or comments about the show, email us at BarbershopSportsTalk1 at gmail.com. We got the WordPress blog site, just go to WordPress.com and search Barbershop Sports Talk Podcasts. And check out some of our, you know, blog posts. Um, you no, know, it's been maybe a couple of weeks since we last. Uh, about a week. No, about a week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. About the TL stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, make sure you check that out. Also, um, just want to. I uh, just want to welcome uh, John Fisher, the microwave from the S Squad affiliates in the chat room. Was good, man. Was good. Um, so Maestro. What up? What's, uh, what's good? Yeah, Big L, what's good? Man, man. Uh, shout out to the white woman. We're going to allow at all the family barbecues at the Grammys. Adele, who knew damn well that uh, 25, her album, shouldn't have beat uh, Lemonade by Beyonce. It, it shouldn't have happened. Um, it shouldn't have happened. And it shouldn't have happened. Um, but shout out to Adele for recognizing that it shouldn't have happened. Uh I don't like the fact that she said all my friends and then said all my black friends, but, you know, I'm nitpicking. She's still invited to the family barbecue, you know what I'm saying? So, shouts out to her and shouts out to Chance the Rapper who won a Grammy uh, off a mixtape. He, um, This was not an album. This was not an album for sale. Um, it was a mixtape, and he won a Grammy off of it. So, shouts out to Chance the Rapper. Hey, shouts out to Q-Tip and the whole Tribe Called Quest. Shout out to Buster Rhymes for that epic performance. I thought it was the best performance of the night with the resist and all that good stuff, man. So shout out to those brothers for sending a message through the Grammys and, you know, nobody Two complained. Years in a row, we had a good, uh, you know, a good solid hip hop message coming through last year. It was right. Kendrick's joint. Right. So, uh, and you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm not a Grammys fan per se, yeah. but. Um, I don't even remember what I was doing Sunday night. It. I didn't see it. I was working. So. Right, right. I, I don't. I'm trying to think. Um, because I, I I went over to my aunt's house. Um, happy birthday, Aunt Gwen. Uh, happy 60th birthday. Uh, happy nice birthday. to ce- nice to celebrate your birthday over the weekend. Uh, moms flew in for the weekend oh, to yeah. help celebrate as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we spent some time over there Sunday. I know Saturday she had the big celebration, um, which we couldn't make. And then Friday, get this, Maestro, uh, Friday night, her sisters took her to Constitution Hall in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was the 80s tour that's going on. It's Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh, oh, um, and, and a couple of other old school cats. Uh-huh. I think um, one, one of the groups in there was High Five or something like that. I can't remember. 
uh, the cast, but um, my aunt had an opportunity to meet Dougie Fresh in person. That's what's up. Uh, took some took some photos and all that good stuff, and she she was quite quite happy. So you know, shouts out to my aunt Gwen. Happy 60th again. I'm glad she had a great weekend. But um, going back to Sunday night, I don't think I watched. The, I don't think I even realized that the Grammys was on until I think Debbie turned the TV on and we just saw people perform. And I was like, wow. oh, oh, the Grammys is on. Okay. And then I had a chance to check out Busta and Q-Tip and those boys uh, do their thing on stage there. So, um, you know, shouts out to those brothers for getting that message across. I see Mocha Bella. Mocha Bella, you finally made it, Mocha. Um, Mocha hit me up uh, earlier during the chat room at Doug's show today and uh, was like, uh, I might not be around because uh, I guess she's trying to go on a date or something or whatever. She's but Mocha Bella can get a date with you, Tom. Nah, nah I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, but just make sure you and your significant other tune into the show wherever you at, whether you taking... And don't worry, we got, we got, we got the perfect, I got the perfect song, uh, Mood Setter, for the, end, <laughs> for the end of the show. So okay. if you make it to the end of the show, guarantee you going, who, that dude, whoever you going on a date with, he he already gonna be in the right frame of mind if he, when you when he hear this song at the end of the show, man. I, I gotta get up just for the people who got to listen because I know when I play this song and I'm chilling with a with a you know what I'm saying. It's a, I don't want to call it a significant other. Because <laughs> I was gonna say when you chilling with when uh, I'm chilling with the uh, show, uh, a friend, <laughs> and we off the and we off the drink. You know what I'm saying? I put this song on anytime anybody that understand me that's my age. I put this jam, this jam on, and it, and it definitely get the party started. So I put a lot of uh, thought into this joint, um, and I hope if you make it to the end of the show, Mocha Bella, I hope your homeboy listening is going to set the mood off dead ass right. Mocha, whether he takes you to Ruby Tuesday, whether he takes you to South Beach or share wherever some, y'all going, share some headphones, tune in. To the podcast, please. Well, please. We appreciate you coming in. Absolutely, absolutely. So, oh, by the way, folks, if you guys want to call into the show and chop it up with us, the number headed call is 240-532-2718. Um, whatever's on your mind. Yeah, y'all want to talk about Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't got no Valentine. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I know exactly if I, I know exactly what I would do if I had a Valentine. You know what I'm saying? So we can exchange notes and see if I'm if I'm uh if I'm on it. You know what I'm saying about what we should do. And you know, especially if y'all you know Trey's married. You know what I'm saying? I know a couple of y'all got wives and significant others, man. So if y'all need any any guidance, man, uh, you know. Pimp Daddy Longstroke got got the advice. For the me. love doctors in the nah, building. No, no, sir. I'm I'm Pimp Daddy Longstroke. You hear me? Uh, pimp Daddy, yeah. Pimp, pimp Daddy Longstroke. Don't, the the don't, pimp doctor. Yeah, nah, Pimp Daddy Longstroke is what they call me. <laughs> I get love advice. You feel me? Tell you how to get the draws, dog. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I see Cedric Galloway in the building. Cedric, what up? Holmes? Was was good? Was good. Um, hey, man. I, I just gotta spend uh, send another special shout out to the UConn women's basketball team they got the 100th straight win and i guess that's regular season right or it's just no, all the way through it's, all, it's all, the through. all the way through playoffs yeah, and all that good stuff i'm sure it's all the way through yeah yeah c- congrats on reaching that milestone how many games do you think this shit gonna last man well i mean but you, you know what's crazy about it though there's a lot of interchangeable parts because obviously <laughs> my bad 
it's a lot of inter- interchangeable parts when it comes to college teams because yeah. girls are graduating and then you got freshmen coming in and you got to figure out who's better at doing what and all that stuff. And they've done that, I guess, because the last, the last loss they had was back in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it was like uh, maybe either November or February of 2014 was their last loss. But you have to think that a lot of changes were made and I think it's I think it's remarkable that they're able to put this streak together despite those changes. So I think it, it, yeah, Ariyama's one of the best. Um, no question about it. I, I don't think he's. I think he's the best. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. You have to say if he's not one of, he is the, best. He's the best. He's the best at uh, making these adjustments. A hundred wins. I I, I think. I I'll, I'll make a prediction. I don't think they get to 110. Hmm. I, th- I think in the next 10 games, I think they'll slip up. Why? Why? I think it. I think at some point it gets exhausting. I mean, and and let's face it. I mean, no matter who you plug into the team, the girls are just going to play basketball the way Ariema likes them to play. Um, but I I just think that at some point it gets pretty exhausting to put together a streak like that. I mean, I can imagine when they were at win number 80 in a row or win number 90 in a row, was, I mean, the pressure, you know, still kind of had to mount a little bit despite them winning titles. And, and that's the thing. They win titles. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what pressure? I mean, not, not that I think about it. Yeah, man. Um, look, I, I think it's going beyond 10 games. If I had to make a guess... Um, I say they go the rest of this season, which is about 30 games, if I'm not mistaken. 30 games left in the season? No, no, I don't no, think 30 it's... games in the season, counting playoff, no, counting, like, regular season. Yeah, because yeah, you got the Big East tournament, and then yeah, you got the bracket and all that. The, I think they go the rest of the season undefeated, however many games. They and they, and they win the title this year. Right, uh-huh. Yeah, I think the one team that played them close was Maryland. Yeah. A few weeks ago, it was yeah. like a six point six deficit, point deficit. Mm-hmm. and it was I think it was in College Park, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. on the road. So, um, man, I, and happy Valentine's to you, Miss Mocha Bella. I didn't feel like I said that. I don't say happy Valentine's the day of dudes, so I'm not gonna say that to, to I'm gonna say that to every woman specifically because you know how I feel about Valentine's Day. It's every it's every other uh, Valentine's Day is every day when you're I mean when you're in a serious. Relationship, I, I, marriage. I mean, I hear you, but I don't think I don't think in a woman's subconscious she feels that way. Even if she wants to say that to herself. Now, sure, I'll get her. I'll get my wife some things on the day of. At the same time, I feel like I could get you this tomorrow. I could get you this thing like on March first. That's tough, man. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Tough, I could. I don't even gotta wait for Christmas. I don't gotta wait for our anniversary. I could get you something on the fourth of July, as long as it makes you happy. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what you would like to think. But again, even if you, you know, do all of that, to a woman, still Valentine's Day means something. Oh, sure, um, sure, you know absolutely. You got to eat the pussy a little bit harder than a little bit sweeter than you did. You do on every other day. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you know, rub her back, rub her feet. You know what I'm saying? Do something, you know, do something to let her know that you, you know, that you, that you still care. Yeah, that you just, know, that it, just, it's just something about, you know, 
Cause you know, you know, that whole sex thing is 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 mental more more than physical for women. So oh, absolutely. Once you make them feel a certain way, absolutely. You know what I'm saying so, you got to make sure you go out your way. Right, right, to, right. Uh, make them feel special. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Um, if I did have plans tonight, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'm I'm just gonna keep it 100 with you. Yeah. But um, I'd have been doing the, the solo double. I'd probably <laughs> been playing. R&B shit all night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> DJ Maestro Styles, it would have just been, been just like that. It might have been some R&B shit all night, you know what I'm saying? But since <laughs> since I got the homie with me, you know what I'm saying? I can't do that. Yeah, man. nah, nah. I we we got we got some serious stuff to talk about right. uh, for the show, man. Um, we got this drama that's going on up in New York. We got drama between OKC and Golden State. We got to talk about that and then uh, a few other things. But um, I guess some breaking news. Earlier today, Kevin Love is going to be out for six weeks with that knee injury. Knee injury yeah. So I guess that quiets the Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony trade talks. I don't know why that's still like on the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it was you know seriously on the table. But... Um... You know, it could have been, I guess, but I don't think it was ever seriously on the table. Um, look, um, Kevin is, I mean, again, this this doesn't change how I feel about them being in the finals, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, it definitely makes it a little, makes it a difficult role, a more difficult role. Worst case, because what, six weeks from now is, what, the end of March or a little bit, like a week a week, uh, a week before April, Maybe. looks like. Similar. So, yeah. uh, so to me, the worst case scenario that could happen is the Cavs maybe drop from number one to number number mm. three at worst. Yeah. At worst, number right. three. Because right. I think Boston's playing some pretty good basketball. The Wizards are playing, Wizards are playing some pretty. Uh, I would say they're playing some great basketball if right I now. Say so. especially, especially at home, they're, yeah. they're playing some great basketball. Yeah. And um, Toronto, and speaking of Toronto, they made a trade to get Serge Ibaka. Um, they sent Terrence Ross. They sent Terrence Ross. You know, I figured it was either going to be him or Patrick Patterson to go to Orlando in that deal. So um, you and I talked before we got on here, and I said that I just don't think Serge Ibaka is enough to make people think that the Raptors are for real in terms yeah. of knocking the Cavs off. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he'll be a little bit better defensively than Terrence Ross, but I mean, I mean, I don't think he'll be that much better offensively. And, right, right. You know, well, really, they need offense in that front court. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they they really need some offense, and I don't know that Serge Ibaka is that guy. Now, we did talk about Paul Millsap possibly being the one to get traded there because he can provide the offensive spark inside the paint, if you will. Hold on. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know why we, you know, it's Valentine's Day, so I got to address Valentine's Day's comments. Um, Cedric says that his wife uh, doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day, I guess, because uh, she gets things all year. She doesn't need just one day for me to show her how much I love her. Hey, good for you, Cedric. Don't fall for that, Cedric. But that, yeah, that don't, don't mean, that, that don't mean don't Get nothing on V Day. Yeah, go get her something, dog. That don't something. mean don't get her nothing on V Day. Get something, dog. I, get. Mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know your woman, and I ain't. You know, I'm certain that trying to impose on y'all relationship. Um, just history shows me 
Don't do it, dog. Get us something. I mean, it ain't got to be nothing official. It ain't got to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you just if you just say, you know what I'm saying, chill, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I got dinner tonight, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go upstairs, rub your feet up when you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, do right, it. right. Don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and make sure, it, you know what I'm saying, you make her feel special. I know you make her feel special every other day, but it got to be, you got to be this day. It got to be this day. Yeah. Because, God forbid, anything go wrong, women think about times like this. Don't mess up now. All the good shit you did don't mean for shit when a woman get mad. Yeah, thank you, Big O. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let let's Cedric know, man. Do not do not fall no for doubt, the trap. No doubt. No, I, I, no doubt. I, I respect that he says uh, he's been with his wife for 27 years. He know it. No doubt. Congratulations, I, Cedric. No doubt. I, just history, history shows me. And, I, and again... You could be, your wife could be the anomaly, no doubt. But if if it were me, yeah, don't do it, dog. Yeah. Do something. Don't. I, if it ain't nothing but hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me rub your back before we go lay down. We got look. Yeah, Cedric, I've been with my wife. I've been married to my wife going on three and a half years now. I I hope and pray that I get to yeah, twenty seven years, years of marriage. Yeah, that's deep. My my marriage lasted about. About three years. About three, right? About three years. Yeah. So I, I hope and pray that I get to where you guys are at yeah, in no 27 doubt. years. No you know doubt. what I mean? So, you know, much much respect to that. Much respect to the both of you for, you know, sticking with it so long. But just on the outside looking in, bro. I mean, just my opinion. You ain't got to run with it. Like you said, you know your woman. Get her to do something. Yep. Do yeah. something. Word up. Word up. I feel bad for um, Jabari Parker. Um, he tore his ACL again. It's the same ACL that he tore a couple years ago. So yeah. he's out for the season. And I think the Bucks, as far as playoff hopes are concerned, it's kind of up in the air at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> and the reason I say it's up in the air is because there's so many teams yeah, that's just yeah. the in there. Aren't playing like amazing basketball. They're just kind of there. Yeah, they're just kind of there, and I mean, Greek Freak just kind of puts on the highlights yeah. every night. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But they're really not playing really good team basketball. I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not looking at them thinking like, oh, they might, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. You're not really looking at them like, oh, yeah. you know. I do want to see him in the postseason though, because I, I, I think he. I mean, the team might not be do a well. Test. But yes, it'll, it'll be, be a, a good litmus test. test. But I, but I, I want to see him you know, go off in the playoffs as far as getting the stats and up and all that good stuff. Um, I think he'd be pretty exciting to watch when it comes to that. So, you know, shout out to Jabari Parker. Uh, get well soon. Yeah, get well, yeah. Um, I guess you got, I guess you want to. Um, so I saw in your notes about uh, uh, Matt, De- Matt Devadova's shoe line. Um, yeah. It was an older story. So I, so I did when I looked at it, it was an older story. It was? Um, yeah, hmm. um, it's like September when it was first announced. Okay. Um, the shoes are disgustingly ugly. Um, and I don't think that that's going to be a U.S. thing. I think that's going to be more of his hometown Australia thing. Australia. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Home, yeah, home, whatever, I'd say home state, home city, but whatever. It's going to be more of a home, uh, home thing in Australia. I don't think that's going to get a whole bunch of rocks out here, especially considering that, um... He's what a, a number two point guard right now. He's the ba- I think he's the backup right now with Milwaukee because yeah, of the injury you know, he got. Well, he was going to be the backup regardless, but um, 
No, but I think in the beginning of the season he was a starting point guard. He wasn't uh, I thought you said I thought. Uh, or maybe no, he was shooting guard. Yeah. That's what he was. He, even, oh my god! He he, he played. He's was playing shooting guard in the beginning of the year. He started at the two because Greek Freak was the one, and then when Della Vadova got hurt, they moved the Greek Freak to the two spot, and then this kid Malcolm Brigden came off the bench and started in the one spot at the starting point guard spot. And I think since Della Vadova's been back, um, I guess he's just been coming off the bench. Yeah. But I'm I'm disappointed in the sneaker line only because, and you know we we've had this talk about sneakers and the culture of sneakers and things like that. Um, I'm disappointed because when I look at some of the color schemes, and and by the way, the only reason I bought the story up was because I saw. Um, I saw this on, was it uh, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill's new uh, show, Uh the 6 O'Clock Sports Center? Uh I don't remember if it was that or the actual his and hers, but which, I mean, the 6 O'Clock Sports Center is basically his and hers at night, (laughs) pretty much. But I, I saw it there, and then they started showing some of the designs and the color schemes and things like that, and... The one with the navy blue and white and it had like some red in it, like on the back. That sneaker actually was a pretty good color scheme. And for my eyes, I was like, wow, like, yo, I love the color scheme. Um, The shape of the sneaker to me wasn't all that bad. But my one big problem is that it's a sneaker line owned by Matthew Delavadova. I can't. Well, see my, I can't well, see myself. I think that idea of him owning his own shoe line, I think that's dope. That's cool. Like, it's cool, absolutely. Yeah, um, you it's, know what I'm saying? It's cool. I, I'm an I'm a, I'm a advocate for that, but... It's cool. I mean, it, it looks better than the on-fire Steph shoe from well, Under Armour. Well, no, I, those are, these are both equally bad. I mean, these are disgusting. I'm sitting here looking at the green and white. In the white and green. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that yeah, that one wasn't my favorite. Uh, this entire, this entire, this, you know, and you know, please don't get me to start it on a damn shoe because you know I goes in about my shoes. Th- these are disgusting. It, it, that one wasn't really good. Like that white one, the white and the black. That one wasn't a pretty good one. The, the two ones to me that stood out were the navy blue, white, and a little bit of red, and then the. I guess you could call them like the Usain Bolt sneakers because they were would, yellow and green. You would you would have to kill me to wear these shoes. Yeah. You'd have to, or you'd have to be like, hey, if you wear these shoes, I can't, I can't buy it because it's Matthew Della Vadova. I can't buy it because they're ugly. <laughs> I, they, they, I mean, they're disgusting. I they, mean, I mean, they're they're not for me. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, they're I get you. I get you. I just, I just think I guess that that's the PC way of saying it. It's it's just that when you it's just that when you come out with a, a a pretty good design and and again in my opinion I think the sneaker is designed okay I mean again in my opinion you're asking I, for your ankles to be broken in those tennis shoes if you play ball in them. I was gonna say I wouldn't play it look like you asking for I wouldn't play ball in those necessarily but I I I can't rock a Matthew Delvadova sneaker. I, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, no 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 disrespect. Again, shouts to him because he, you know, I don't think he's. Made, I mean, he obviously ain't making LeBron money. If he had the common sense to make a, a investment in his shoes, he's obviously the biggest player in Australia. 
you know, in the you know, in the NBA, he's the biggest star. Right. Yep. So it makes sense. He's probably he's probably LeBron James in Australia. Mm, yeah, no, that's true. It makes sense. That that is true. As long as he keeps that shit in Australia. <laughs> word. Please keep that shit in Australia. <laughs> word, word up, yo. Alright, um let's uh let's break for a couple minutes and uh come right back and since we were talking about sneakers and stuff, I wanna get into this under armor story with uh Steph Curry and uh, remarks said by the CEO going towards Donald Trump here. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, y'all. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles, yeah. here in the house. Happy Valentine's Day, DJ Queen, DJ Nunu. Yes, what's good, DJ Queen? Welcome to the show. I also saw uh, that ninja, that ninja up. up in there. Yeah, it was, was good, Ninja. was good, man. Uh, had a little disagreement with you earlier, but, you know, you know it's all love, man. But, um, but yeah, man, let's, let's get into uh, this thing with Under Armour, man, and... Uh, this thing kind of broke, uh, like, early last week, right after we did our show. Um, the CEO, Kevin Plank, who, by the way, is a University of Maryland alum. Shouts out to the University of Maryland. Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he had some comments in regard to uh, Donald Trump, Mr. President, President Trump, number 40. This is the new one. I, I've seen a lot of people call the president number 45. Or just 45, so uh, I, I guess we could just roll with 45. But um, basically, Kevin Plank called number 45 a real asset to the country. Uh-huh. Now, it's all business, I'm, I'm sure. Say, did anybody hear the explanation? I mean, not that I necessarily agree, but did anybody hear the explanation, or did we just go crazy because he said that? Um, I'll be honest. I think people went crazy. I think I I reacted a little bit to yeah, it, so like because I, I, I I don't agree, but um, I think it should. I think it would be mature of mm-hmm. me to at least figure out why he said it. Well, I think there's a little bit of backstory to this because, and and I wasn't aware of this, but apparently, Under Armour stock was down last year or something like that, or for like maybe a stretch period where their stock was just not where it needed to be so i'm just wondering if this is a ploy to maybe i don't know maybe get donald trump to invest in under armor maybe I, I i don't know but i mean that does make me question why the comment came about and i'm sure people were asking kevin plank about you know what was going on with donald trump and how he feels about the administration and all that stuff but um, but Steph Curry, who endorses Under Armour, well, they endorse him rather. Or yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he he promotes yeah. the shoes so, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he came out with a pretty good comment. He said, um, he said uh, something something to the effect of, "Yeah, I agree. He's he's an asset without the ET, basically calling him an ass." Yeah, that's right. Um, nice, nicely clever by Steph Curry, by the way. So, um, here's the, you know, I guess the question that we should discuss. Um, if you and your business partner don't have the same personal views, Mm -hmm. should you stop doing business with that person? Because obviously Steph Curry's probably the, um, I'm not even probably, I'm sure he's the biggest uh, contributor, you know, athlete-wise. The biggest to, name. To, you know, Under Armour. Right. And, um, you know, obviously they have a disagreement in personal, you know, personal beliefs. Yep. Um, is that a means to stop business? Um, in a perfect world, it probably is. But I think the problem here in this situation is, is that because here's the same situation, and that, I mean, just to kind of yeah, give you some, uh, you know, I, I guess a comparison. Nick Cannon just recently. Uh, oh yes, quit I America's saw that. He's got talent. I saw that because they didn't agree with a joke he made on a stand-up that was totally separate of 
you know, America's Got Talent. Right. And he quit the show because they didn't like what he said, and I guess they were trying to get him to retract it or, you know. Something like that. Something of that nature. Or NBC probably was just going to fire him anyway. Yeah, and, you know, they essentially, you know, said, hey, we're not going to accept who you are, so... Because we don't agree with what you're saying on on the stand up, mm-hmm. and you decide, you know what? Well, well, we can't do business. Flip side, um, you know, Steph Curry didn't seem like Steph Curry's leaving Under Armour. There was another uh, athlete, I forget her name, who was talking about, you know, that she needed to assess what was going on, right, before she made a decision as to whether she was going to stay with Under Armour or not. Probably somebody. Uh, I forget WNBA. the athlete's name, but it was yeah, it was a female. WNBA. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think in this in a perfect world, yes, it wouldn't surprise me if Under Armour somehow parted ways with Steph Curry. But here's why So you think Under Armour would part ways with Steph Curry? Do you think Steph Curry I th- should say I think in a perfect I think in a perfect world and what I mean by that is when under and I'm notice I mentioned Under Armour stock being down prior to this comment being made. If Under Armour's stock is good, then I think Steph, I think them and Steph Curry, them being Under Armour, they part ways. Right now, because their stock is down and they really trying to get their way back up and work their way up. So you think? So I think Steph Curry tags along. They're keeping. So you think? Because Under Armour thinks Trump is an asset and Steph Curry doesn't think Trump is an asset, that Under Armour would drop Steph Curry if the, if the stocks were good? I think if the, I, I believe if the stocks okay, were good. I, I disagree with that. I think that, I think they would emphatically, in fact, I think they want to keep Steph Curry irregardless of what it is because obviously he's always going to help that, sure. that price. But it's not like... But it's not like Steph Curry came out and spoke out against Under Armour. He just said, I, you know, how you Yeah, he basically Under called Trump a name. I mean, that's really all he did. I, but I don't think I don't think that that would be mean that on Under Armour's side to say, right, you right. know, hey, I want to quit. Right. I think the pressure would have been more on Steph Curry because of what Donald Trump has done in the past, yeah. uh, you know, two or three weeks. Yeah. That, okay, I can't deal with somebody who agrees with these actions. Yeah. Because if he could do these actions to them, he could do these actions to me. Right. You know, now that now that's valid. That's not actually, under armor. Um that's actually valid. My uh take on it is look, um we do business with shysty, trifling, racist, whatever. We do business with people like that. Under the all, table. All, all I mean all day, <laughs> damn near every day. I think I, I don't think this is a terms to say stop doing business. I think this is a terms to make sure your business is good. And if your business is still good, I don't give a damn what you think about right, Trump. Right. You know what I'm saying? Keep my business right. Sure. Keep my money right. Sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it is just business. And it's all about capitalism at the end of the day. Well, it's just, it's about. I mean, you could say. I mean, you could say it's a moral thing, and it's about morals, and, and to an extent, it is. But if once you realize, you know, the person you're dealing with doesn't have morals, then, okay, make sure you're clear on what you want. If they can't meet your terms, then you leave. But you just can't expect. The only thing that changes is that you can't expect them to be moral in the way you're moral because your morals are different. Yep, that's true. But outside of that, if you make the business, then that just means you need to better clearly communicate of what your terms are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not moral like you're moral. So I think as long as it's good business... 
Um, and I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta come to you know, to none of your, you know, parties where y'all talk Trump. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta do none of that. We could just, when it's time to talk business, we go talk business, and that's just what it's gonna be. Well, absolutely. I I miss DJ Nunu in the chat room. DJ Nunu, happy Valentine's Day. Happy to DJ Valentine's Day. And to DJ Queen. Oh, you did. Happy Valentine's Day to both of y'all. Oh, okay. Oh, you caught, you caught her. I, I missed yeah. her. I missed her. But sorry about that, Nunu. Um, but yeah, no, your, your point, your points are valid in that, um, at the end of the day, business is business and Steph really, I mean, like I said, Steph really just basically called number 45 a name. I mean, he didn't say anything that was betrayal towards Under Armour as a company, but I, I, I still somehow feel like, um, because of the situation Under Armour is in, I feel like, okay, you're not gonna let Steph. You're not gonna yeah, let I'm Steph Curry that. walk. You're, you're you're not gonna do that. And again, even if he was, even if they were in a good space, so to say, mm-hmm. um, that some of that has to do with Steph Curry. And I was absolutely. Like, hey, you're not. Those are two guys you're not letting go. Sure, sure. Um, it, it wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me either way, but I just think it's it's hard to tell because of the situation they're in at this point. And Kevin Plank, you you better. Get the stock back up, man. Because um, I've 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 admired the journey that he was on when he started this company back when he was attending University of Maryland. But from I am then interested up I until am, now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, look, you'll you'll never get the Nikes level. Let's 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 be clear about that. You'll well, you'll you'll, you'll never get the Nikes level because they're two different brands of shoes. Sure, sure. Yeah, but a lot of people have been saying, oh. They're trying to do this to be with Nike and da 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 da. They will never ever well, I ain't gonna ever. Say never, I ain't gonna say never ever, but what I will say is that they will they, never but, be Nike. But they've made they've carved their own lane. Um, they have no. They're, they're, they've branded uh, themselves pretty Nike good. Is more about fashion and absolutely more about performance. No, absolutely. So they've, they've carved their lane where they really don't have to compete with Nike. Right, they're right. They're really not in competition with Nike when you really think about it. Right, and and great job on keeping the company based in Baltimore because. The com- I don't. I don't know how much community you're you, of community work you're doing in the area, but I think it's good that the project that you got going on with uh, you know with Port Covington and South Baltimore and trying to build up some of these new facilities so that people can get jobs in the city and all that good stuff. I I, I admire that, and you know for people that are kind of poo pooing the idea, well look, find a way to take advantage of it. Yeah. If you if you feel like you can make some money off of this, find a way to get in, fit in, get in where you fit in. You know that that's really get all that money, you really say about that. You know. So, what else we got on the stocket here? Yeah. Is there any? Is there anything? I mean, I guess we obviously there's just the elephant in the room. Um, Charles Oakley. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Oak tree. Oak tree, man. I was I was about to get my free Oakley uh, T-shirt. You, oh, man. Did 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 you did you see uh, the advertisement for the free Oakley T-shirts? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't. yeah, man. I, I was I was getting ready to cop mine until uh, they basically lifted the ban. But yeah, which which I didn't take serious to, to begin with. To be honest with you, right, I didn't right, take right. Because I watched the video, um, you know, when they when they escorted them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what was said. I don't know none of that. But none of it looks serious. 
I mean, absolutely none of it. Was. Like you thought it was scripted, maybe? No, 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 no. I mean, oh. I thought it was real. I'm just saying it wasn't no big deal. Right, right. It wasn't right. no big deal. You know, I, I, it just didn't seem like a big deal to me. Um, I think James Dolan was, uh, you know, offended by what happened, and he and he acted on emotion, talking about he was banned, and mm-hmm. he might be an alcoholic, and, you know, starting to, you know, right. throw dirt on his name. And um, I think as cooler heads have, you know, you know, people have calmed down, and I, I guess Jordan got involved in it, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me take you back to last Wednesday, and, and it's funny, because I, I wish we could do these shows every day, because it seems like every time we do a show, something big in sports happens the next day, and we got to wait a full week to get around to talking about it, so... Obviously, the Knicks were playing the Clippers at the Garden. Yeah, there was a game, by the way. <laughs> People, right, know, right? you know what I'm saying? I think y'all won that game, actually, didn't y'all? Uh, no, we no. blew it. We, uh-huh. we, we, we had like well, a... Y'all, but y'all recently won a good game. Yes, we beat the San Antonio Spurs okay, on Sunday. Cool. We Sunday. did. Okay. Um, but going back to Wednesday night, we played the Clippers at the Garden. We had a 10-point lead, and we blew it in the fourth quarter like we've been doing pretty much... 60% of the season thus far, and we end up losing the game. But about, man, about six, maybe six minutes into the first quarter, and, you know, the game was on ESPN, and you could hear the announcers talking about the Oakley thing, and you, you, you just see security surrounding them, and, you know, Oakley got to be Oakley and, you know, and, and shove a nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And got to push another nigga twice right. before they have to, you know, wrestle him down and... Man, I have to say, as a Knicks fan, that was that it, that was kind of unbearable to watch. To watch a legend, a, a Nick legend, getting getting carried out of the garden the way he got carried out of the garden. Yeah. You you don't disrespect a legend like that. And I get Oakley was long out of line, out of line and stuff. Yeah, you, you know, I I get all that. You you shouldn't be pushing security. You shouldn't be pointing your you know pointing your finger at somebody's head and doing all that stuff, but man, respect the legend though. Like that I mean no, I mean this is that but he didn't respect you, so it's like what? You supposed to accept the nigga pointing you know, pointing a finger at you, he smacked the nigga hand down. Are they supposed to just accept that? Well, I I, I guess. I, I I I mean and ho- hopefully we have somebody calling uh, here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see who this is. If if it's just who I think it is, uh, what's yeah. good? What's up? Could you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What up? Who yeah, is? this is number one, Chief Rocker. Uh, the Chief yeah. Rocker, Jersey Vern. Uh, what uh, what's good? What's so good, man? Listen, man. Listen, I ain't got that much time, but I gotta go to work, right? Um, but anyway, man. I'm going to put it to you like this plane. We're going to start the Oakley thing all the way to the Sunday game, right? Uh-huh. First of all, Oakley, right? I seen when the whole thing started because the cameras was on Bazinga because he was going to shoot foul shot. That's right. And next, you know, he started walking towards that way, and the cameras quickly went into the stand. I understand they didn't want Oakley over there. But you got you to gotta realize, even though these guys didn't put their hands on Oakley right off the bat, you don't know what they said, and you know, they those little guinea, I hate to use this word, some little guinea Italian ass, um, 
ex-police officers out of NYC that think they above the law. You know what I'm saying? So they came over there saying some shit to Oakley because he wouldn't just, Oakley wouldn't just pop off like that. It, you, you had to say something out the line for him to do that. Uh, hold on, let me stop it right there. Let me stop it right there, Holmes. Charles yeah. Oakley, you know, king of fighting, the more, probably the more, one of the more gulliest NBA players in NBA history, you don't think you don't think he got short fuse? No, but hold up, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to get to that. Okay. The only way, the only way the short fuse comes if you say something out of line. You know what I'm saying? They probably said, you know, to him in a, a disrespectful way, you got to get from over here, and that's orders from the man. You know what I'm saying? Instead of coming over here and say, listen, you know, Mr. Dolan don't want you sitting over here. He think you're a distraction. And you think that you're going to try to come down there and say something to him. Could you just please come with us and we'll reseat you somewhere else? They didn't do that. They came over there on my show. They just fucked down. Yeah, they they sent ten of them dudes deep, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you who said it best. Charles Barkley said, I have have, um, times at Oakley. And uh, only way I know he loses his temper, if you say something he don't like. Because I had said things he didn't like. And we went at it. You know, he tried to make it seem like he went at Oakley with his ass. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, didn't they fight in the preseason game, Chief? Huh? Didn't they fight in the preseason game years ago? Oh, this was a this was a regular season game, man. Oh, this yeah. This was regular yeah. season, yeah. Yeah, um, um, you know, Oakley just got tired of Barkley's mouth. You know, Barkley used to have a yeah, big Barclay mouth on his court, yeah. man. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah, Barkley Oakley be talking that smack, though. Right, right, right. Definitely that, man. But, um, you know... Uh, Bob, I mean, Oakley played the cards right today. They were supposed to have a meeting with the commissioner, and Michael Jordan stepped into this thing, and the commissioner said, we set up a meeting because I don't want you giving the NBA a bad name by banding, you know, um, veteran star players from your arena because that don't look good. Yep. And Michael Jordan went to Dolan and told Dolan, as owners, we don't want to have that representation. You know what I'm saying? So Dolan, he, he came to his senses. But the only thing about it, Oakley wanted a bigger move than that. He wanted Dolan to apologize to him in front of the fans from in New York. And that's, and that's not happening. Way. Uh, it, it, it ain't gonna, it, you don't know if it will or not. I don't, right now, I'm just happy that they took that ban off of him from coming in there because no great Nick player should ever be banned from any place yeah. he ever played. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, Chief, you and have to agree with me, though, Chief. You have to agree with me yeah. on this, though. The way they okay. carried him, the way they carried him out of the arena right. was very disrespectful. And look, right. I could be looking at it as a Nick fan, as a as a as a fan for so many years that when this team was actually good, he was one of the reasons why they were actually good. So to see him get right. carried out the way he got carried out, to me, it was just like, uh-huh. yo, that's well, mad disrespectful. Hey, hey, Trey, Trey, what's good? You go, you go, is you gonna walk it? Uh, a, a Terminator out, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna be able to walk the Terminator. The Terminator gonna terminate your ass. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not dragging me out of here. No doubt. Right, let me see how you show me how strong you is. They wasn't budging with Oakley, man. It took Phil Jackson come over there to talk to Oakley to get him up. And, and yeah. know, escort him out of there, you know. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I heard Phil actually called Michael Jordan before he tried to make oh, yeah. his way over to Oakley so that Jordan could calm him down. But I think by the time he got down there, they had shipped off Oakley to the precinct down the street already. 
Defending very well. I mean, they gave up a hundred right, and right. something points to the Nuggets on Friday night to the to the Denver Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you, but you know, but you know, something, Trey, not to cut you off. Uh-huh. I understand that, but you know what? It, it, it's taking them now what they should have been doing the beginning of the season. They, they're breaking down tapes of the, re, the relapse on defense. But you see, they played a great defensive game. Sunday. Yes, they did. If it wasn't for 17 turnovers, they would pull San Antonio out. Yes, they did. Yeah, they played a clean game on Sunday afternoon, and I like the fact that they started Hernan Gomez in the starting, um, I guess he started, I, th- I guess he played yeah. the four or the five or something like that, but that... No, he, played, he played the five. He played the five? He played the, um, yeah, he played the five, Zingas played uh, the four. Okay, you know okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I like that look. I like that look for them. Um, so, yeah, so, Chief, what do you think? What do you think about this? Um, well, two two things. You, what do you think about Dolan inviting Latrell Sprewell, Vin freaking Baker? I mean, Vin Baker was a Nick for like five minutes. Right. It, yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. And, um, you know, Larry, you got Larry Johnson who works for the team sitting right there. And I think Bernard yeah. King was on sitting on the other side of Dolan. What 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 you think right. about all that? Well, I'm gonna tell you what he did. Right, he knew it was gonna be a black thing, and the Knicks got more black players than they ever had white players in their history. Right, mm-hmm. and, and especially that's living. Right. Yep. See what he had to do. He had to make a power move to try to make Oakley bad. But see, the power move really it, it, it failed on him because. The crowd was more into all these big-time players. You even had older players that played with Jackson that's still alive. They, they were sitting over there where Jackson was at. Yeah, Walt Clyde Frazier calls the game. Yeah, 
So what, what happened was they showed unity for the brother. They came there in unity because I'm quite sure they had a talk with them. They didn't just come in and watch no goddamn game because I looked at a couple of players. They wasn't even jumping up chin because they probably still had on their mind mm-hmm. how Dolan did Oakland. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, right. so, you know, I look at all that, man. You know, when I watch the Knicks game, Trey, I look at everything. Only time I, I, I read the TV is when it, it's a commercial. You know what I'm saying? I may go run and get me something out of the refrigerator or something like that or run to the bathroom. But I'm watching the Knicks because I'm trying to figure out what's the bad seed of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Is it coaching? I know we don't have a defensive coach because anytime you make Kurt Ramage a defensive coach. Yeah, Ramage ain't mean, cutting it, man. Yeah. 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 So what's up, my show, man? Hey, man. Take this away and make it a Nick thing uh, what I just said a few minutes ago, Carmelo Anthony got to step up because he don't want to leave. He already said that, man. He don't want to leave. Carmelo got to step up and just go ahead on and lead these boys like he did. This is the first, this is the first fourth quarter since the Atlanta game. I seen Melo step up and hit key shots, man. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of that brother, man. All you got to do, Melo, is play within the team and let it come to you. And hey, bang, there you go. Derrick Rose got to stay under control too. You know what I'm saying? So once we do that, man, I think we can squeeze out that eight or seven spot, man. And I, I don't care if we get knocked out the first round. Yeah. But also, remember, any given day, a king can be knocked off his throne. Absolutely. Nah, I agree with that. I mean, one big injury right. away from maybe pulling off an upset. You you, you never know. Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Love. Kevin Love out for six you know weeks. What I'm yeah, okay. absolutely. But y'all brothers, man, y'all keep doing your thing, man. And, uh, hey, listen, man, Chief Rock, I'm glad to come on here and talk to you, man, because, um, hey, man, y'all, y'all do your thing, man, because I like how y'all go back and forth, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I got to get me a microwave, got to get back on the mic, man, because, oh, you know, we similar to that in a way, man, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, when you get on this mic, it's about your opinions. And if you don't like what your partner's saying, you got to let them know that shit. No doubt. I might oh, throw that motherfucker know in a minute. Oh man. Word up. Oh, man. Word up. Word up. No name. doubt. No doubt. Uh, DJ Queen said hi to you, by the way. I don't know if you're in the chat room, but she said what's up to you. Hey, man, everybody in the chat room, especially all the ladies, happy Valentine's Day to the women. Especially to the women. Especially to the women. fans of other men. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go eat some fucking cool right now, y'all. Because she's going to go eat him some goddamn macaroni and cheese and My some bread. Man. My man. And no doubt. And like that ninja. <laughs> Shots! Shots fired! Alright, peace out. That was uh, that was your boy Chief Rock of Jersey Vern. You can check him out on Spreaker.com as well. He does a recap show. I think he does it every Monday and Wednesday. He does it from his truck, from his work truck, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's G though. I must I respect. respect must yeah. respect. Much respect. Clay Davis, what up, man? Yeah, Clay Davis says any given day, and the bum ass Knicks will still take that L if they make the playoffs. Hey, but if they made the playoffs, you gotta admit that that's a damn achievement. Yeah, you I mean, given where we're coming from right now, it's definitely an it's an achievement. At this at the same time, though, and I mentioned this last week, I wouldn't mind being in the running for a lottery pick, and in this upcoming draft, there's some pretty good point guards that's coming out from what I hear. So. 
maybe if they do miss and we somehow have a chance to maybe get a top five pick, then I'm all for that too. We get that pick and we pair him up with Pozingas for next year. You know, maybe the sky's the limit. But Clay Davis got to thank you lonely now, man. You make sure you knock it down some of these lonely ladies tonight, man. Like, <laughs> for real, yeah, for real. Shit, no lady deserve to be lonely unless they just want to be lonely tonight, man. If they don't want to be lonely, man, they deserve to be knocked down tonight, man. Yeah. Hey, getting back to Spreewell, though. And it's been a long, long time since I've seen uh, Latrell Spreewell signing. And obviously, he did like a commercial a year ago, a couple years ago. Uh-huh. But, but even before that, it had been a while since anybody's even seen him. But, I mean, you know, I was I was glad to see him. You know what I mean? That, you know, life is good and all that good stuff. But I, I just think the way Dolan kind of made that more the story than the Knicks actually beating the Spurs was just a, a distraction from what was taking place on the court. Now... I don't like Dolan in the sense that he's trying to win the fans over. Like, you're not going to win the fans over Charles Oakley. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the crowd Friday night, was it Friday? No, Wednesday night, was chanting Oakley's name as they were calling him out of the arena. So, yeah, you're a legend, man. And James Dolan, obviously, ain't nobody really feeling James Dolan with some of the decisions he's made in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I want to play this for you because, um... A couple other notes on this. When um, when Oakley was in the face of the security guards, um, John McEnroe, who used to play tennis back yeah. in the day, he was sitting like maybe, you know, a few seats away from the incident. And then, you know, I heard the next day that people was trying to get in touch with John McEnroe to find out what was going on. And I heard somebody say that he really doesn't want to talk about the situation. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, why, why, why do you think he don't want to talk about it? Because that man got floor seats, and if he tell niggas what really happened, Dolan gonna basically be like, uh, nah, "Come up, come up off that." Seats. I mean, I've I've heard Dolan actually take away a suite from Woody Allen years ago wow. for some. It was it, it was crazy. It was a story in the newspaper where um, Dolan wanted Woody Allen to narrate a, a series for. MSG Network, and Willie Allen was like, no. And then Dolan was like, oh, yeah? You ain't gonna do this for me? I'll give you floor seats and a suite? Yeah. Come up off that, homie. Yeah. It's like it's like Dolan has this Beanie Siegel get-down-or-lay-down type attitude. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? But I, I want to play this for everybody, because this, um, this was Michael Rappaport, who's also a diehard Knicks fan, you know, New Yorker and all that. He was on with uh, Skip on Undisputed just the other day, and this is what he had to say about the situation. It's a dysfunctional What's mess. your view of James Dolan as an owner? Listen, I like getting my courtside seats. Oh. They give that to celebrities, oh. but something just ain't right. I feel like Dolan has let Phil Jackson do all basketball decisions, but Skip, I do like my courtside seat. <laughs> See, that, that should let you know right there. Mm-hmm. Celebrities don't want to say anything when it comes to you know, situations like this because they know Dolan is swift with the hand and they're they're just going to take away the privileges from the garden. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, it was was unfortunate what happened. I'm I'm happy that they took the ban off of Oakley. I'm happy that they could finally settle on on all this. Like I said, I ain't never really thinking they was going to put a real ban on Charles Oakley, man. 
Charles Oakley is a Knicks legend. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously not the best player statistically. No, but not I the mean, best player. A legend. I mean, if you if you if there's a about, Knicks ring of honor, he's in that. If you talk about Patrick Ewing, then let's say Bernard Kane, Bernard Kane, uh, Willis Reed, right. Clyde Frazier. He's probably like five or six. He's yeah. five or six. Yeah, yeah I, I would right. say he's five or six. Yeah. Starks is in that group also yeah. in terms of, you know, popular Knicks that have necessarily not have been the best and players might, on the I, team. I, I, and I would reckon I would put Oakley over Starks, just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could see how somebody would not agree with that, but Oakley... Um, he brought that grit to yeah, the court, man. Exactly. He, exactly. Uh, I mean, try to try to take the basketball down the lane and see what happened to you. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was more that bad boy Pistons, Bill Lambert, yeah. Rick Mahorn type basketball. It was it was that type of attitude that he had on the court, you know. So, um, so yeah, let's 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 break for a few a uh, couple minutes here, and um, we'll we'll get back into the sports talk. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. We'll be right back, people. Lost the love, so I'm thinking about a killer. Guess he got a grudge, and I got a feeling. Death is in the air, smelling, sniffing. Not sure that I want to, but that don't make a difference. Beefing with a killer, ain't no time to play chicken. Meet him head on, time to play chicken. Keeping y'all abreast, nigga think he got a leg up. Uh, but I bet my nana stay kicking. Hammer shooting nails in his coffin. Screw it, I can hear the devil in my ear. Do it. I hear the devil in my ear. He talking my language and I speak it fluent. Kill that nigga in the earth and around him. That nigga the snake in the world better without him. Got a couple bars, better use them when you see him. I hear you, but is a sucker worth risking my freedom? Demons turn to demons and they coming for my Coming back to life, life. Try to do right, but it's coming back to left. left. And I know the law said thou shalt not kill, but I've thought of everything, and it's coming back to death. death. He got an iron, he's pressed. In my mind, I see that black suit and he's dressed. Feels like a biblical verse in the flesh. Know some grown men that kill in a dress. In a purse, ride with a wig on. Niggas bleed like a scribe with that big on. Death comes to us all, it is not long. Nigga, hit him up around with that The fine line between life and death, string along. Murder has a song, this is it, sing along. Standing with this cannon in my hand, up a glove in my knees for forgiveness to the man up above. I see painters turn to demons and they coming for the Burns the flames as I write this. 
pain turns to rage. I don't like this. Devil asks for a dance. My enemy is the... All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Trey Frazier. That's the super producer, Maestro Styles, yeah. over there in the house. Got to shout out uh, your homeboy right here. We just played a song. Uh, I just learned. Slim, I just learned he's a DC native. DC zone. No doubt. No doubt. Gotta check out that Life After Doubt album on iTunes and all that. I mean, definitely, definitely, uh, good people's good music, man. If you if you try and rock with some cats from DC, man, he definitely got it for you. Yep, yep, ASAP, ASAP. Uh, just want to remind everybody out there in the chat room, and for those that aren't in the chat room but are listening, if you want to call into the show, we got the phone line open. The number is 240-532-2718. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Even if you want to talk about the Knicks stuff, we can get into that and see how you feel about that. Um, we got the Sanduskies in the news again, man. Yeah, yeah, for real. For real, man. Uh, Jeff, the, the son's name is Jeff, Jeffrey, right? Jeffrey Sandusky. Jeffrey Sandusky. So got, he, got it from yeah, his daddy. He was uh, arrested on Monday. Uh, Pennsylvania police announced, I'm just reading it straight off usatoday.com. Right. Uh, police, Pennsylvania police announced Sandusky's son Jeffrey had been accused of child abuse. Haunting was similar to that conducted by his father. And just like that, the scars are open once again. According to court records, uh, Sandusky is charged with 14 accounts, 14 counts including criminal solicitation and corruption of minors. The records state that the two victims were minors with whom Sandusky had daily contact and that he was accused of asking one of one to send him new photos via text message. Once turned down, Sandusky asked the victim to erase their messages. Man, now I see where he gets it from. <laughs> um, so for me, oh man, for me the conversation is, man, um, is this hereditary? Is this shit hereditary? It's possible. Um, it's highly, it's highly, highly possible. As I kind of skimmed through this article, um, um, uh, Doctor Patricia Speck, who's a professor at the University of Atlanta, uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Um, says that she doesn't believe there is a gene for molestation, and I guess this is just one, you know, you know, I, or t- let's say this, this is two incidents that we know of where, um, <coughs> excuse me, where, um, you know, this is happening. Right. right. Um, for me, it seems like, uh, you know, obviously Jerry Sandusky has had been doing this for years. For me, it's like, I don't necessarily think that it's hereditary, but if you watch your father do this for so long, maybe something in this head had him thinking that it's okay. Like, or, or not even, maybe that is not okay, but maybe this is something that, it, that you know, that is accepted. Like, you know, killing a motherfucker ain't okay, but if you're killing them for the right reason... You know what I'm saying? Then it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yep. he like he found like he. I don't believe that he that Jeffrey Sandusky believes that that's the right thing to do. But something in his head is justifying that this is something to do. If it's just because oh my dad did it, but let's be clear, Jerry Sandusky's in jail until he dies for you know much. Lord knows how many years of him. You know, fifteen years. Lord knows how many years of him. Uh, molesting boys, boys at Penn State. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for for me, when when I first heard the story, I thought, "Up, oh, it runs in the family." 
some way, somehow. Um, this is, I mean, to me, this is just a bad black mark on the Sandusky family um, for this to take place now. Um, did Jeffrey go to college or something like that? Or did uh, he? I don't know nothing about Yeah, because, you know, because, I mean, who knows? I mean, he might be doing this, you know, whatever college he attended or wherever he went to school at. Well, I know these these girls that, uh, you know, he had been, that, that the report says he had been in contact with were 16. So. Um, and how old is Jeffrey? Uh, 40, in his 40s. Boy's a pedophile too. Yeah. Boy was pulling. Boy was pulling an R. Kelly, son. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. So. Um, wow. I, I wish I had a positive thing to say, but I hope you uh, don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that that's not funny. Nah, this is this is a serious matter. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> But look, um, this is a, this is too let's serious. Be, let's be very clear, man. Um, the stories from which I hear, people in jail don't take very lightly to you know pedophiles or people that molest. This kids, is true. You know what I'm saying? This is so, true. You know, you might be in a, he might be in a situation just like Jerry Sandusky might be in a situation where they in that joint yeah. getting pounded, and they gonna make them learn. No, yeah. no, no, no question about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. You know, you, I, I don't know what they use as lube in, in fucking jail. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't. That, that's one. That's one place I don't never ever want to be at. Look, I, I got a story. So, you know, as as you and most folks on here know, I'm a construction estimator, so I, I do that daily. So I go to a lot of pre bids. I, I sometimes I go to I go to sports stadiums. I go to highways i go to tunnels and i go to some of these other places that um del what up what up homie um i I go to some of these places that you never you know could imagine that you can go to um on a regular basis like when i went to camden yards for pre-bid we actually walked through the warehouse at oria park and then from there we walked to raven stadium and actually we were actually on the concourse in an empty stadium and i and so i thought this is pretty cool to be in an open air stadium with no people in it, whatever. So one day I got sent on a pre-bid to look at some construction work inside of a jail in Baltimore city. And folks, I'm telling you right now, you do not, you do not ever, ever want to even take a visit to prison. Let me tell you, I, I parked a car, and again, this is in Baltimore City. Yeah. This is the Baltimore City Jail. Right. Um, parked a car, walked up to the gate. Now, they're very blunt as far as what their like their whole building looks like. Mm-hmm. They tell you right up front, this is a jail. So they got the bar gate right there outside. Yeah. So you ring in the bell, and you got one of the wardens sitting like way, way up at the top. Or the staircase, and he's looking down, and he's like, "Like, yo, who are you?" I mean, he's got the gun and everything. Yeah. Like, he ready to pop somebody. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Vernon. Da da da. I work for this company. I'm here for a pre-bid." And he says, "Okay, this is what you need to do. Have your ID on you, and have no more than fifty dollars cash on you. That's it. Like, don't have no other, you know, 
personal belongings or whatever. Yeah. So I had my wallet. I had some other things in my pocket. And I said, you know what? I need to, you know, I got to go dump this stuff. So I was like, all right. Walk back around the corner to the car. Drop the stuff in. Make sure I had my ID, which I did not have my ID the second go around. Mm-hmm. And I actually made it through the gate the second time. And then once you once you go through that first gate, you're, walk, you're still walking outside, and then you get to the second gate, and then that's when the lady, and she, and she was a nice lady. She, she does security and everything. She's a nice, sweet lady. She was like, you need your ID, and then I'm patting my pockets, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> when I dropped the other stuff, I actually dropped my ID in there with it, so I had to go all the way back again, and then come all the way back through, you know, the open bars and all that good stuff, so... So when you get there, when you get actually inside the lobby, there's like two or three like holding cells off to the side. They got the one door where they got the window where you open it, you just see person's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yo, this one dude looked like he was like foaming at the mouth, looking like all crazy and stuff. Yeah. And I'm standing there in the lobby and, you know, the security's trying to check other people's ID and stuff. And the dude that's supposed to conduct the pre-bid is arguing with the security because they wanted everybody to have like these orange bands or whatever in case something you know happens as we're going walking through the jail. So they're arguing back and forth, and I'm and I'm standing there like like y'all y'all, y'all like y'all need to get y'all stuff straight because you know I got this dude foaming at the mouth over here and I don't know if this guy gonna break the door down and and rough somebody up or not. But folks, jail is a horrible place to be in even if yeah. you're going for a meeting yeah my pops uh worked at dc jail for a little while so he used to tell me uh little stories about what was going on when that was happening man it's just not it's just not a good look um if you can avoid jail avoid it at all costs at all costs <laughs> cost. for you jeffrey sandusky sir you about to get the business yeah man and um i, I saw your comment um uh, chief rocky said something to the effect of mm-hmm. uh nah he was he said no he was getting popped in the ad by his father right that's why that's why popped is in fucked oh, um he wants to dr- he, he wants to drop the soap i i, I did see that um look i don't I, look oh even if he was getting smashed by his pops which um you know i don't know um, <sighs> man, it's, it, I, I would imagine. It's a I don't sick know. family, it's, man. It's, 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 it's tougher in jail. Yeah, Cedric said it in the chat room. It's a sick family of yeah. pedophiles, man, and just, just, um, just some demons, man. you know, just, just Not straight up demons, look, man. man. Hey, um, you wanna, you wanna switch to football for a little bit? Uh, I mean, sure, we ain't got much to, we ain't got much. Yeah, well, the Giants. Made a couple of cuts, some high profile cuts, and, and, and damn should have made, damn sure should have made. Them. A little bit shocked at the Rashad Jennings cut, not not so much with the Victor Cruz. I wasn't shocked at all. Um, the Victor Cruz thing to me um, was was a no brainer for me. Um, nine million dollars saved. Um, you mean with both cuts, right? I think both cuts was like ten million dollars. Oh, yeah. I think for, I think both cuts they saved ten million dollars under the cap. So you know that's a good look on the Giants' part. Uh-huh. Um, Victor Cruz production 
um, was not that great. Yeah, I mean, while we was happy, he made it back, and he was, he scored the touchdown against he Dallas. Was able to, you know, get back. Which, by the way, was his only touchdown of the season. Yeah, and I'm, I don't feel like he had 50 catches this year. I don't feel like 40 something catches. Yeah, you know, six hundred and something yards receiving yeah, and just, the one touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean, it was obvious where, and I thought, um, you know, going into the year. That he would have, uh, if he was healthy, that he would have been able to utilize the slot um, really well, and it, it just didn't. Yeah, it just, it, it just didn't out. really work out. But that really, that offense for the Giants, yeah, which I predicted too. would be top five, was disappointing the entire season. Yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, season. The entire season. Yeah. I mean, you got OBJ to to break a game or two, and that was really about it. That was about it. You know what I mean? As That's as far as Rashad Jennings. Um, a little bit surprised because you know. They, I think they could. Find, I think they could look up on somebody in the draft, and he would be right. Right. Well, who's the cat they got now? Darkwa. Darkwa and Perkins. And yeah, those are the two guys they got yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, if Paul you're Perkins, they 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 seem you know just you know on the outside looking in, they seem optimistic about Paul Perkins. Yep. Um, and like I said, I think they could look up. Um, and they can look up and find somebody to draft. Right. Um, I mean, and and even if they don't draft a running back, I think Perkins and Darkwa is just enough to maybe they I could mean, get they'll by. Be, they'll they'll pretty much be where they were with Jennings. Right. Right. They'd be saving the money. Now is, is Shane Vereen still on the roster? Shane Vereen is still on the roster, as far as I know. Okay, so then you got a third running back right. in the mix, also, and I mean, Lord knows what's going to happen, you know, when free agency comes along, because. One of those three guys could definitely, and particularly Shane Vereen, because yeah, he's been there the anybody, longest. Yeah, if anybody. He could be, he could be gone. Think, I don't even think he's costing a whole bunch of money. So. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think yeah. he's costing that much money. But, you know, he's pretty good out of the backfield, yeah, catching yeah. passes and all that good stuff. So One of the better, one of the better running backs when healthy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Victor Cruz, what team out there could use Victor Cruz? The Eagles. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, now, now, but that, but that, that comes with a grain of salt because Victor Cruz wouldn't go to the Eagles, and he would go to the Eagles, and he still wouldn't be a number one. He'd be a number two, and he'd be, and he'd only be a number two because Aguilar isn't. Yeah, Aguilar sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he would really be a number two. That should be a number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, Aguilar just ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um. Again, for me, if he could get into the slot, if he gets to a team where he can play the slot almost exclusively, yep, and uh, and expose you know linebackers, cornerbacks, you know nickelback safeties, yep, um, he'd be in a good position. Um, I think if he goes to another team and catches fifty balls for say eight hundred yards and five touchdowns, that would be quality for him, right? To you know. That would be a quality year for him. That's the kind of year I, I kind of projected mm-hmm. with the um, with the Giants last year. Yep, yep. Um, he needs to be in a situation where he can do something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I had um I had a conversation with Deacon Dell in the chat room um, earlier today on Doug's show, and he suggested, and he's a fellow Ravens fan. He suggested possibly the Ravens picking up Victor Cruz, and I, in my opinion. I just don't think. Well, yeah. If well, if we do get him, it'll he obviously is going to play in the slot where Steve Smith was playing. But the way I see it, why spend money on a guy that just had 
and knee the surgery. Is, and the thing is, is that he's still going to require, you're still going to have to pay him. Right. Um, because you're going to have to pay him. He's coming off the knee injury. You don't know how much he's got left because he did hurt himself twice. Because he missed, what he missed? He missed 2014 and 15, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a guy that pretty much hasn't been the same since really 2012, since but the year so, after they won he, the he Super Bowl. But he have in his pocket that the offense wasn't good. Sure, you, you, you could say that. Yeah. For, for the Ravens' sake, I would rather them spend money on pass rushers that can close out a game in the fourth quarter. Mm. Just, to, just in my eyes, I would rather do that than spend it on another receiver. So, you know, you know, good luck with Victor Cruz in that respect. Um, he's represented by Rock Nation, right? Yeah, um, one, of the, one of the worst pickups in my personal opinion, but I feel like they were just looking up, looking out for Victor Cruz because he's, um, he's a celebrity in New York. People celebrity. Like, people like him in New York. Born and raised like, in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, like people like him. Yep. Uh, I think it was more about that than it was about the ability to get him on a team and to, and to make right, money. Right, right. It, it did seem like while he was still playing, like he cared a little bit more about his brand and about his money and all that, which is which is okay, but... Well, I don't know if it's okay, it's but... A, well, it's okay as long as you're producing, but right. he wasn't producing. Right. So... <laughs> well, no, I don't want to say he wasn't a team player. I, I mean, oh, he was more of a brand guy than a team player. I don't think that was the case just in the games that I watched. Right. But I always thought he was a because team he was player. pretty quiet. He was, I mean, he, I mean, he, even when he was, you know, one of the better receivers in the game, he was still a quiet dude. Yep, he was just cool in New York. Everybody, you know, like people like him in New York. People like him. People like his story he's out, he's coming out, out. about in the city. Yep. Like people like him in New York. It's more about that, right? Um, I think than it is about the fact that he was going to be a uh, mm-hmm. a good player because he had the one year. Was it was a Super Bowl year where he caught fifteen hundred fifteen hundred yards and like ten and ten touchdowns yeah. or something like that. That was his breakout season, and I, th- I think he went and to UMass, that, right? After, yeah, UMass, and after that, it was pretty much it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much, man. Uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd. I just saw a um. A, a, it's a, here. It's on. Well, I just saw an Instagram post on Floyd Mayweather's page that said, mm-hmm. um, "There's a lot of rumors going around about, um, you know, I'm pick, I'm taking fights. I'm happy retired. I'm not taking no fights. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the news was in, you know, in opposition to that. Mm-hmm. But he came out and I mean, I mean literally I saw that post today maybe like right before we went on. Yeah. That he hasn't taken any fights and he hasn't done anything. So mm. I, I believe that was in reference to whatever rumor was sparked about him and Conor. Oh, Conor. so that was a rumor. Oh. Yeah. oh okay. Yeah. False false reporting. Well, um, I mean, any, part that was. Well, it was false reporting. It could have been somebody in somebody's camp could saying have been, something and Well it's obviously Conor McGregor's camp. That's pointing it's it out there. The yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's somebody in his camp doing something like that. So, all right, folks, uh, we're going to take one last break and then we're going to come back and we got another elephant in the room to address. Uh, there was Kevin Durant's return to OKC and uh, we'll talk more about it. Listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. We'll be right back. I was mobbing through the beach, yeah, the city by the sea. Mama tried to keep me home, but I love the fucking street. I was cooking up a key, trying to serve it to the street. Couple niggas had beef, so I had to cheat key. I got homies from the two, I got homies from the three. I keep 
get the money, go get the money. Go get the money, go get the money. Go get the money, go get the money. Push it, 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 go get the money, go get the money. 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 the barbershop sports talk podcast it's trey frazier and maestro styles yep. here in the house i see Grego. Grego, man we thought you took your old lady out on a date or something man we thought you weren't rocking with the boys yeah man thought you well even if you are on a date nah, don't we're, we're, we glad that you're listening and tuning in doing you know doing that thing man. yeah yeah for real for real for real you know glad to see you in the chat room homie um hey dream on green man had a had a weird triple double last week, and he only scored four points. Shouts out to Draymond Green, man. Cause look, man, say what you want about uh, you know those little questions, you know, kicking people in the nuts, and you know those questionable times, <laughs> right? But the Bama do what he need to do on the floor. On no the doubt, court. he do what he need to do. Even if he feel like he need to kick a nigga in his nuts, he did it because he felt like it was for the betterment of the team. Right, right. right. I just he, wish he more blunt about it. Yeah. Instead of like, just I being like, like that's that's how I fall. Like yeah. nigga, that ain't how you fall. Just let niggas know you kick niggas in the nuts. That's, yeah, man. Sometimes you, know. you gotta kick a nigga in the nuts when they getting the better of you. I know one time I was in a fight long, long time ago. Absolutely. The nigga was getting in my shit, and it was nothing else to do. <laughs> right. Kick a nigga in his nuts. <laughs> right, right. It, sl- it slowed him down for two seconds, and it got me up out of there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? So you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you do what you gotta do, man. But the Bama do what he gotta do. For the you know for the squad man, uh, ten steals. I think it was eleven rebounds. Ten steals, eleven rebounds, and ten, ten assists. assists, four points. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, and really, I mean, if probably you're talking about one an all-around player, man. Yeah, and and probably one of the more productive triple doubles you'll ever see when it's yeah. not on the offensive end. Yeah, you know what I mean. For real, I mean blocks, steals, and. All that good, well, not blocks, he steals. He got double digit steals. Yeah. But, you know, you, I mean, you're going to. But you got to think about how difficult that is. Yeah. 10 steals in a game? Very, very difficult to do, you know. 
But, you know, shots out. Ke- who got that record? I think Kevin Johnson got that record for most steals in one game. KJ? I think. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to research yeah. that. Yeah, somebody in the chat room research that. See if Kevin Johnson got the most steals in the game. But, uh, you know, we got to get to the, really the big game that happened over the weekend um, concerning Draymond Green and his Warriors. And oh, quite... Hold on, hold on, hold on, before you get into that. Oh, what's good? Grego, make sure, I don't know, you know, make sure you get your old lady something for Valentine's Day, man. I know we had this conversation with somebody earlier today. Well, he been in a relationship with his woman for a long time, man. You know. Yeah, it was Cedric. It was Cedric. Yeah. Hey, man, make sure you take care of Charlotte tonight, man. Make sure you do that, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't say happy Valentine's Day to dudes. I just don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say, make sure you take care of your woman if you got a woman to take care of, man. Take care of her. If you got to go to work, take care before you go. If she got to work, make sure it's laid out for her when she get home. You feel me? As I said earlier, um, Grego, in case you missed it, to me, Valentine's Day is every day. So, if you got your woman, look. Well, best believe he ain't about to come in this, come go up in that house after this show empty-handed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get get your woman something on V Day, but know that look, I could get my woman something on the Fourth of July. You know, V Day's every day. Rub that feet, eat that pussy, <laughs> kiss that pussy. <laughs> Yeah, Grego said for show. All day. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, I, I got to tell you, Maestro, I, I thought the hype leading up to the game between Golden State and Oklahoma City on Saturday, I, I thought it was overhyped a little bit. Um, you know, I watched some coverage on ESPN, and they actually were doing live sports centers from Oklahoma City, and Stephen A. Smith was there, and a whole bunch of other people were there, and I'm like... I'm like, it's just too much hoopla for a game where I think 99% of us who are basketball fans knew what the outcome of this game was going to be. But I know how I felt the outcome was going to be. Don't don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. But we all, if if anybody could um, pull that David and Goliath story, it's Russell Westbrook. You know as, what I'm saying? As far as winning that game, winning the game. Oh no, yeah, I, I, you know I get saying? that. So I, I, I get that. So I understand why the you know why as a media you kind of gotta hype that game up. Sure, and I think everybody sure. felt like that. The rightfully you know, so, you know, but I, but I think the hype almost overshadowed or it almost made people forget that, um, that the I better think, team is the Warriors here. I think that hype made this game better than what it really was. Mm. I think leading into the game, you know. Yeah, because you know, people had questions about was the crowd going to boo Duran as he came out the tunnel? Yeah, they and the fuck out of yes, him. yes, they um, did. Did, did, did. Did you agree with the booing? Yeah. I was okay with it. I was okay. I was okay. I mean, I mean, you you didn't tell your homeboy you wasn't coming back. You, you know what I'm saying? DJ Queen says, "Still here, relaxing, listening. You go ahead, relax, girl, but you need." There's somebody over there rubbing your feet. I was you know just about to saying? say. Nigga need to be rubbing your feet right now mm-hmm. while you listening to the Bob Shot Sports Talk podcast. You got that dude in your life, DJ you know Queen? I, don't, I mean, that ain't my business. If you, if, you got the, if you got the right now at the crib right now, nigga need to be rubbing your feet. You know what I'm saying? You need to be in the bubble bath listening to us. You know what I'm saying? 
Why the nigga rubbing your back, washing yeah, you, washing you, candles up. or something, you know what I'm saying? some uh, incense or I something. I don't like that my lady listeners, if if that's what's going on, I don't like that my lady listeners yeah. ain't got ain't getting that treatment right Speaking now. Speaking of that, where is your internet girlfriend at? Well, here's the real, here's the situation. She's my internet girlfriend, so she probably, you know, what I'm saying out somewhere doing, doing, you know, what what I would recommend every woman in our in our show to be doing. Is you know what I'm saying, getting that back rub, getting that massage, you know what I'm saying, getting a feet rub, getting treated like Probably. a lady, you know what I'm saying. I would, hope, I would hope that that's what she's doing. You know at the saying? same time, Thorny, you need to be listening at yeah, the same time. If she if she's not listening right now because she getting she getting she getting that, you know hey, what I'm saying, she that might, hey, you know. Hey, hey, yeah, if you, you getting that, if you getting that, yes, her, yes. But yeah. if you're just getting your feet rubbed, then you need to be tuning in to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Yeah, that, so that, that, yeah, all y'all women, um, all, all the women, all the ladies that support this show need to be getting y'all feet rubbed, y'all back rubbed, yeah. or y'all pussy eating. DJ, so, <laughs> DJ Queen says she's single. So, get that in the clutch right now, dude, to come through. You know what I'm saying? Make sure he come through before the end of the show because I'm going to set it up. Yeah, where, where's your go-to go guy? Yeah, I don't want to get in your business, but <laughs> make sure he gets there before the end of the show because I got the perfect song to set off the mood for Valentine's Day for y'all, man. The per- I'm, for me, it's the perfect song. All right. I'm going to keep standing it because it's a perfect song for me. All right. Yeah, we were, what were we talking about? I just lost. Uh, um, I, I just lost track. Oh, we were talking. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, oh, Durant coming back. Um, the crowd booing Durant, which I thought was okay. Um, but I, I think we shouldn't forget, and then we'll get to the game. But I, I think we shouldn't forget that Durant's done a lot for the city of Oklahoma City as far yeah. as charity and all yeah. that's concerned, and. Yeah. Um, they talked about when the tornado came, and he was the one of the first people, one of the first celebrities there to kind of help in relief financially and physically and all that. So um, you can't forget what the man's done for the city and for the organization. Um, at the same time, you're now the enemy. Um, you went to the team that basically took your team out. Coming back from a three to one deficit. And I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I said this when it was happening, man. I liked this year. The Thunder against the Cavs, man. I, I like I in the playoffs last yeah, year, right? No, in the finals. In the finals, I right, liked right, right. Them playing against the Cavs in the finals, man. Mm-hmm. I really thought that that was going to be an interesting series, even more so than the Warriors that year, man. And um, you know, because I called, I, I called it. You called it, and and and, and the and series was three and one. It was three and one, and I was like, man. You you close to being a prophet, yeah. and then I came back and said, if there was a team that can come back right. from three one, it would be the Warriors. It was just hard to imagine that yeah. it was going to happen, right. and then Game Six happened. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at that Game Six, yeah. man. Yeah. Where where I mean, Russell Westbrook had like six turnovers in the fourth, and yeah. Durant was a disappearing act for but, most of the fourth. So you know, he did that. He went to the Warriors, and you know. Look, man, it's over, and, and you know, and I hate to keep pushing this agenda because we, we, you know, we just getting that All Star game, so we just getting mid season, and yeah, you know, I hate to keep pushing this agenda, man. But for all intents and purposes, unless a major injury happens with the Warriors, um, I, I, I just got the, 
I got the Warriors winning everything. And you, and you know what's funny? When I watched a little bit of the Knicks and the Spurs on Sunday, the more I watched the Spurs play, the more it made me think they're just too slow yeah. to keep up with Golden State. Yeah. I mean, real. I mean, yes, Kawhi Leonard is the best player on the team, and he's going to give you everything on both ends of the floor. Even he's not like like this. And, and I don't he's not known like, for speed. It's not, I don't want to shit on Kawhi Leonard because quietly. Um, he that he that dude. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody talks about Clay Thompson being the best, the best two way player. I, I I think I would go with Kawhi Leonard as the best two way player. Sure. In the game. Yep. And um, the dude, but it, I guess his game is just boring. I think that's what the problem is. Like his game is boring. The game is boring, but it's very, it's like we talked about with Tim Duncan. It's right. very fundamental it's game. Right. He doesn't do anything splashy. He just does enough to just get the job done. And you could say that about a guy that plays both ends, yeah. uh, defensively and offensively. But, you know, nobody said Clay Thompson more. Right, right, because of the three-point ball. His offense looked good. Yeah. And the way he goes to the rack, his offense just looks better. I'm not saying it's better, mm-hmm. it just looks better. Yes, in addition to that, going to the rack, three-point yeah. shots, the catch-and-shoot ability, that's all splashy. That's yeah. all, you know, highlights and all that. Um yeah, uh, Clay Davis, Kawhi's best two player in the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, you can make a case he's a top three player in the league right now. I, I, I won't make that case, but I will say the best two way offensive and defensive player is Clay is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. No. No question about it. So the Warriors beat the Thunder obviously in this yeah. game. I mean, I think the lead was like twenty six at the most during the game. Yeah. And they ended up beating them one thirty to one fourteen, and. There were a couple of things that I, that I took notice of. Um, as I stated months ago when the deal went down with Durant and the Warriors and then the friction between him and Westbrook started to elevate, I said that these two brothers was going to have to, at some point in the season, come to blows. What I didn't like about what I saw in the game, and it was I think it was the fourth quarter, um... Kevin Durant gets fouled. It wasn't a hard foul. He just fell to the floor yeah. hard. And then he gets up, and then Roberson says something to him, and then they're getting in each other's face. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, I don't want to see you go at Roberson. I want to see you go at Westbrook in his face like that. Rough Buff, what up, pal? Yeah, what up, Rough Buff? What up, man? Hey, um... Y'all niggas taking y'all women on dates for real coming in this. Yeah, rough buff. If you get, if you got that if you got that woman with you, whether it's serious or it's just for play play, rough buff. We appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. Rubber feet, rubber back, eat that pussy. Mwah. Whether you at Ruby Tuesday or wherever, eat that pussy at Ruby Tuesday or in the back seat of your cruiser, all day. wherever. We we appreciate you listening, man. But. I, I just didn't like that, man. Like, yeah. like, dude. Like, Westbrook is the dude that you gotta go in a nigga face for. And but they was talking a little bit of trash going to the bench after. Yeah, yeah, I saw that where Westbrook was like, "Yeah, I'm coming. Like, yeah. I'm coming." And yeah. you know, and look, I I appreciate Westbrook's um, fire to play the game of basketball. Yeah, I, I really do. He ain't doing shit with four pe- four people. It's yeah. It's just that, bruh. You're gonna lose. I mean, I know you gotta. You know you gotta put on for OKC. I, I get it, but 
you, you, you're just not enough. You, I mean, you do everything for this team every night, day in and day out. It's just not enough. And the other pieces around him, Oladipo, Steven Adams, Roberson, I mean, even Morrow coming off the bench and um, Enos Cantor with the stupid um, punch to the chair that he did to injure himself. Did, did you see that last week? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that was stupid to hurt your team like that. But... I mean, Westbrook really doesn't have much around him. It's the same thing I said when we talked about Oladipo coming to the Thunder. I don't believe that dude is going to be anything. It's not enough. It's not. He's he's not going to like. I would assume he's averaging fit, at least fifteen a game, right? About I mean, seventeen. I, okay. About yeah. seventeen. Mm-hmm. You need more. You need yeah. You, need you, you definitely do. You now, you, you definitely do. He's not. He's not that dude. And nothing in Orlando made me feel like. Okay, this is a great acquisition mm-hmm. for the Thunder, especially considering that um, it would almost make sense for me to put. And, and you know, obviously this ain't it, this ain't going to work because the because the, the way Russell Westbrook's playing point guard right now, mm-hmm. this ain't going to work. But it would almost make sense just on a scoring perspective to put Oladipo at point and and uh, Westbrook, Westbrook at, at shooting two, guard at the two and. Um, no, it's not going to work. I'm just saying, just based on stats, it right, was right. to do that. And because Oladipo has a better shot of being, making a better impact, you know, as a you know distributing the ball and things like that, than he does, in my opinion, yep. as a scorer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, miss miss me with that. I wasn't excited about that acquisition for Serge Ibaka, and their defense ain't ain't a one right now. Yeah, and I was going to mention the defense. Was better was their probably their best defender on the team. And you got rid of him hoping that Oladipo was going to do something offensively, and it's just not. Right, right. Yeah, I, I thought the Oladipo pickup was probably the better one at the time. I mean, there was really nobody really even better that you could you could get. But like you said, I think we all knew that at some point in the season, he just wasn't going to be enough to be a really good number two scoring option. I would if he was going if, – if, if he was just, if he's just going to give you seventeen, I'm not saying that's bad. Seventeen points a game is not bad. Ibaka was averaging about that. Keep you know what I mean? And Ibaka's going to give you defense. Keep defense. Yeah. Keep you know, Oladipo, I, I would say is anywhere from average to below average when it comes to defending people. Yeah. Keep so, for all that, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I heard, I actually heard somebody um <laughs> on TV talk about this. Imagine if they would have kept Harden. The year after they went to the finals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you would have had the four. You would have had what Golden State has right now. I mean, I mean, I guess assuming that Ibaka wouldn't have fell off. Because, again, Ibaka's game has declined. Mm. Um, you know, I forgot that he was very known for blocking shots. Because they and, called him a blocker. And he was even good for that spot-up side three-pointer. Kind of like, yep. like Bruce, not as good as Bruce Bowen was when he was in San Antonio, but kind mm-hmm. of that role. Yep. Yep. It's not the, it's not the case no more. Yeah. yeah, it's not. But, I mean, you could make a case. They could have had the foursome if they had kept Harden. And then, I definitely think that they would be in contention for titles if they were able to keep that crew together. Oh, definitely, and, um, definitely. And and if you kind of fast forward to this year, if Harden stays, you probably still got Durant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you probably, okay. maybe, just maybe, still have a Baca. And somebody's taking pay cuts, and I, and I think, and honestly, I think Durant would have been the guy that would be like, all right, 
look at this squad we can put together if I take a pay cut. Right. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a that's a real good point. Yeah. But once Harden left left and got traded, I think it was basically a two man show. But I blame I blame the operations of the Thunder because mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't muster up. It was some with like, the luxury tax or was, something like that. It was literally like three or four million more that Harden wanted, and they couldn't get it. And they and they couldn't get it. And now Harden is playing. But and 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 to their point, what was going to happen? I mean, was you really going to put Harden that shooting guard or or mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that was the thing because I I think. When you I talk about Harden is still would have still been good off the bench, but he wouldn't have been the guy he is now. I think at that point you would have had to start Harden and put him at shooting. I was gonna say because if you're gonna pay him that much money to come off the bench, yeah, you then you gotta him. put him in the starting lineup. And I'm not sure that that's the way they wanted the team to be. Not, I mean, really not knowing how really good to great got, Harden was. But the truth is, is that you got. I think James Harden. Um, and and Cedric uh, yeah, kind of yeah, co-signs that they didn't yeah, want to pay that luxury yeah, tax. Yeah, but now but now look at your squad. Yeah, you know you didn't want to pay a luxury tax, but now look at your squad. You're down to one superstar. There's there's like what there's seven in the West right now. So something like cool. that. Yeah. All right, but now you're talking about being seven to possibly competing with the Warriors right now. Mm-hmm. And if you if you ask me to put my money on it, I think the Warriors. I mean, I think the Thunder with those three guys. Beat the Warriors any given. Oh no doubt. Yeah. No question. You know, no question so, about it. Because um, they'll still have Steph and Clay and Draymond, and I think uh, a combination of Durant, Westbrook, Harden, and Ibaka would beat that Warrior squad. I think so. Yeah. Most, most, most certainly. Yeah. Most certainly, they definitely would. Um, hey, so I, I noticed I, I noticed this in the notes from last week that ESPN put out a top twenty list on the M- on the NBA players or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I didn't have much time to really kind of put my list together in comparison. I didn't put my list together, but I did kind of criticize their list. Okay. Now, this is all, okay, this is all time. This isn't yeah, no, in, the, it's, in the no, league now. Yeah, I got you. Time. I got you. So, so the, um, I'll, I'll just read it down one to 20. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was actually a top 100 list, but there's no way I, I was looking at that list. <laughs> I just wasn't. Right, so, right. So, 1 to 20. Um, in this order, uh, Michael Jordan, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan, Shaq at 9, Hakeem Olajuwon at 10, Oscar Robinson, Big o. Kobe at 12, Jerry West at 13, Dr. J at 14, Moses Malone at 15, Carl Malone at 16, uh, Dirk at 17, Barkley at 18, Stockton at 19, David Robinson at 20. Hmm. Um, my my obvious, in my opinion, my right. obvious criticism is Kobe's too low. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Kobe's Co- at 12. So yeah. That means you got Larry Bird above Kobe. You got uh, Tim Duncan over Kobe. You have uh, Shaq over Kobe, which is our group. You know, you can argue that. Um, I don't really want to. Um, it's hard for me to argue legends like Kareem and Wilt. Mm-hmm. But for my money, um, it for me is Michael Jordan, LeBron at number two. Right. Um, and then I guess maybe 
maybe Kobe at three, maybe. No, give me Magic at three, then Kobe. Right, right. Um, I, I got. I think. I, I think. Um, I'm not high on Dirk and Whiskey, and I, I get it. He a legend. He definitely. I would make him twenty. Yeah, like out of this list, um, only person I could anybody see missing is, from this top twenty though. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sit here and top twenty. I'm trying to sit here and think. I mean, who could you? I make think it? that's pretty solid top twenty. I mean, not necessarily ranked the right way. I like I don't know that I would have Jerry West in my top twenty, but I mm-hmm. mean, the damn logo was after Jerry West. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, you you got to you got to keep him there. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um. You know, it, it's it's. I don't think Scotty is nowhere near top no, twenty. No, no, no. You Scottie's know, maybe in that thirty. I'm thinking about. I'm I'm thinking about this poster I used to have back in the '90s. It had the 50 greatest players. Uh-huh. Um, back when they did the list, uh-huh. and um, you know, I I remember Scotty being on the list. I remember Ewing being on there, and obviously they were ranked in the 30s and 40s so and things like Ewing, that. So does you do you think Ewing makes this? Uh, top twenty? No, okay. I I I don't believe he makes the top twenty there. Um, <laughs> what's? Oh, okay. I see Carl Malone's yeah, name Carl there, Malone number sixteen. 16. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, at one point he was the best power forward, mm-hmm. um, in the game. I, I like Duncan at eight. Um, that would put him as the best point power forward in the game if I'm looking at this right. Uh, yes, it would. Yeah, it it, it definitely would because Kareem played center. Will played center. Um, Russell, yeah, and Russell played yeah, center. Is the best power forward in the game. So, so I definitely agree with that. Akeem the Dream belongs for sure. Um, the Big O, um, he averaged a triple double that one year. So uh, to me, he's got to be in there. A hundred points in a game, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the only issue I have right now is that. I just think some of these names are kind of out of order. Out of order, right. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, Dirk should be number 20. I think David Robinson, um, he's an interesting one because I think if anybody had him, like, in the top 25, meaning he'd probably be ranked from, like, 21 through 25, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But to have him at number 20, it's like, hmm, he was great. I mean, he yeah. finally got the hardware toward the end of his career with the help of Tim Duncan. I think I would take him out of 20. I'm, I was sitting here trying to brainstorm who I would put in for him. Though. Right, right. Yeah, Chief Rock was expressing his uh, dislike for the list. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what your, what your top 20 is, Chief Rocker. That's, that's hard to do, man. It is. It, it really I, is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on you. But if y'all, if y'all feel free to DM us on Instagram at Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. If y'all come up with a list, I would be interested to hear this, the um, to see y'all list, man. We can kind of compare notes. Oh, absolutely. I might, I might, I might take this list and and, and maybe uh, right, right. It. I just thought of a name that I think I would put in the top twenty. I would put Isaiah Thomas in the top twenty. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Yeah. And if I had to take somebody off that list, I would take Dirk off and put Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. at number 17. Because yeah. Isaiah Thomas, um, for his stature and his height, he was one of the greater point guards uh, to ever play the game. And, yeah. he, and he's got two titles to go hey, along I with it. 
Who's that? Allen Iverson is down this Allen Iverson, yeah, I, I think he will be another one that I would put, again, kind of similar to the way Isaiah played. Well, not the way Isaiah played, but their heights are the same. Huh? Production. I mean, Produ- yeah, yeah, production. I mean, Iverson was more of a scorer um, because he had to um, with those teams. But, um, yes, I- Iverson is an all-time great, no question about it. I would definitely put him in the top 20. I would say David Robson and then yes, I was gonna say it would be the, it would be the admiral and Dirk to come off this list, and I would put both those point guards there. So, um, yeah, I mean anybody out there, you know, feel free to DM us through you know Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. You know, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop S P O R two. Um, we got the Facebook page and we yeah. got the Instagram page Screenshot as well. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely screenshot it, you know, for us and, you know, let us know, um, what you guys think about the list. Um, but, um, as, as I'm, you know, giving shout, shout outs to our, uh, social media, um, outlets, uh, we're going to end the show right here and we appreciate everybody who came in the chat room, whether you're on your date for Valentine's Day, getting your feet rubbed. Shout out to the ladies. Getting your feet rubbed, your back rubbed. The bubble baths. The bubble bath, getting, making sure that man wash up under your titty. Popping some incense. Make sure he eating that pussy good, he kissing it good. And let me tell y'all something, man. If y'all ain't in getting ready to, you know, do what it do, man. I've been stamping this song all year. Hey, go ahead, push, push play on that motherfucker. Because this is the realest shit, man. Hey, hey, this... If you don't know about the A-Ball MJG, yeah, turn that shit up, man. Look. Look, man. Let's get the party. Let's get to jumping, man. Make sure y'all roll one. Gets it popping. Yo. Let's go. Maestro. Maestro. You a wild boy. Hey, get sign out, man. You, you, you a wild boy, man. Sign hey, man. hey, y'all, y'all. Run we, that we, motherfucker back when you done it. We, 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 we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody in the chat room. Uh, I see, yeah, DJ Queen. Appreciate you joining in the chat room. Cedric, we appreciate you listening. Everybody that's not in the chat room. Um, that's out there listening. We appreciate y'all as well. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast. And if your friends ain't subscribed, let them know they gotta subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, y'all. All right. So hey, to all the homies, man. Hey, man. If, set the mood right now, man. Dim the lights. Get it popping, man. Turn that. Run that shit back, man. And turn that shit up, man. Peace out, y'all. We'll holla at y'all next week. But what will this lead to? Will it just be me and you? Tell me. You know I want you. Tell me how you feel. I'll be obliged if you step outside. Because my ride is awaiting. I date a stake. A nightcap, we made it, awakened by smells of perfume that I inhale and then tell how well we raise hell on the Denzel. Satin sheets, heat from your feet, keep me warm. The mood is perfected with the sounds from the storm. You came stronger, I lasted longer than I've ever lasted. Your mouth was fantastic, the fuck test you passed it. The way you made a nigga laugh, I had to get you. And when I saw that ass pass, I had to hit you. You're making me fight against.
against my will, what must I do?
Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.